Why do demons and ghouls hang out together? Typically speaking. Why, Brian? <laughs> because demons are a ghoul's best friend. Uh, <laughs> guys, hold on. I got one more. I got one more. Uh, Wait, hold on. Hold doubling on. up. Doubling up. Hold wow. on. Ghoul's Can... an easy thing to make puns out of. Ready? <laughs> what does an Italian ghost wear? Mm. A garbagool. Oh, I thought I was going to say like Dolce and Gulbana or something stupid <laughs> yeah. like that. That would have been all right, too. <laughs> Welcome, boys and ghouls, to a very special punishment episode of Halloween is Forever. It's your boy, Brian. I'm Meg. It's time for the three-time <laughs> champ of the whole <laughs> podcast. It's Steve. Did you just make up your own like entry entrance song like on I the fly? I actually right spent hours writing that yeah. that little jingle. That makes a lot more sense. That's yeah. what I was doing pre-show and why you know I was being quiet and ignoring you guys. I was writing that jingle. It really came out seamless. Really, really great job. Um, yes, guys, we got some weird news. Steve did. Uh, uh, managed to pull off the first ever three-peat uh, in, in terms of showdown episodes in the history of Halloween is Forever, a two-year history. This is our, our two-year, really, I guess this technically kicks off our third year uh, mm -hmm. of episodes because uh, we started in June of 2021 uh, and then this is June of 2023. So we're into our third year. Holy shit balls, you guys. Um, but nobody had won three showdown episodes consecutively. Steve did that. He promised something weird, uh, had us all scared, uh, ended up uh, choosing, which we're going to talk about today, this movie that I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's taken a freaking uh, internet by storm. Uh, it's it's become a cult classic in, in a week. Um, 2007's Ghoul of My Dreams, directed by some fucking, I don't know, hunky. Uh, <laughs> oh, is he a hunky uh, boy? No, hunky like uh, like, uh, like, like a Hungarian. derogatory term for a Hungarian. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Hungarian, which is yeah, accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, this is Steve's, our boy Steve's uh, uh, college uh, senior thesis film, senior, senior thesis film from Penn State, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he, he, he he's teased this in the past. It is a 3D zombie-ish, zombie more ghouls than zombies. Listen, we'll have some conversations about some of the logistical differences between a zombie and a ghoul here. I've got a lot of questions per personally, um, but we'll get back to that, uh, you know, when we talk about the movie. But it was a, it was a, a, um, a startling insight into the psyche of, of, of a young Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know he was such a pun master, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I'm just taken back here. Yeah, I, I, I take the pun backseat on this show, mm -hmm. you know, but like, it's, I got that dog in me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, before we do that, though, we got a whole bunch of other stuff here to talk about. For first of all, uh, if you're new to the show, because usually, frankly, around this time, like in the summertime, we start to get some like new listeners because people are starting to think about spooky stuff, right? 
Spooky season's uh, just right around the corner. Uh, it's always right around the corner as far if as I'm concerned. the internet's good for something, it's to remind us come right before August that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the countdown is fucking on. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be coming here quickly. So we start to get some people who are listening to episodes uh, around this time that maybe never just join in the fold for the first time. Um, as always, I want to greet you with a wholehearted fuck you, you freeloading <laughs> piece of shit. You're just coming in. Where you been? Uh, and also, second, welcome. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, here's how this motherfucker goes. Uh, we do a sweet, sweet, succulent, mm, num, 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 yummy content every Monday. However, uh, once uh, a month, the first Monday of the month, in fact, we do it's called a showdown episode and what happens is we got a bunch of topics some of them are subgenres. some of them are more kind of weird esoteric topics um we put them on this big old spinny ass wheel right um as as bigfoot ben our uh, our uh, occasional guest uh discovered recently it is in fact a spinny ass wheel though it is on the intranets uh we spin it we get three of those topics. Those topics come from yin's guys out there their social media friends and listeners some of them come from us we pick three of them. We put them out in the social medias, and then we allow you to vote. Uh, we give you the 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 the, um, the that incredible of uh, just you're drunk with power uh, with the opportunity to vote uh, and figure out what we want to talk about or what we have to talk about rather on that next showdown episode on the first Monday that month. Once we have that topic, we each pick a movie associated with it. Uh, we watch them. Uh, we argue about them. We ultimately vote and figure out whose movie. Reign supreme who takes on that son of a bitchin championship belt for the month steve he said going on his third month of taking it home um so we usually do a little uh, punishment episode basically the episode after the showdown whoever wants whoever wins gets to choose anything usually it's something horrific that he, they inflict on the other person indirectly also inflicting them on themselves because they have to watch it and talk about it steve this time Pulled a real left fielder situation, yanked it uh, out of left field for us and and gave us his, um, uh, you know, previously hinted at um, uh, student film, which we watched and we're going to talk about here in a second. But before we do that, we got to pick what our three topics that are going to get voted on for our showdown in July are going to be. But before we do that, we also got to talk about some beers because we usually do that at the top of the show as well. So uh, Yin's got uh, beers is the question that I pose to you. Okay. I'm like, go ahead, Steve. (laughs) Kick it off. Okay. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm doing a little uh, like kind of taste test. A little mm. flavor match. Mm. I got two beers. Mm. I'll probably talk talk about one at the end of the episode, but I'm doing one right now. It's a parfait sour from Abjuration down mm. there in McKee's Rocks and it. Yeah. It is a sour ale with yogurt, mandarin oranges, and granola. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. It's a, that's a dang old parfait. That's how they yep. make it. <laughs> yep. Yep. A little bit of yogurt. A little, <laughs> bit. A little bit of granola. Yeah. A little bit of fruit. Then you do it all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my understanding of a parfait. You got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what the beer looks like. Yeah. This Sick. is what the can looks like. Sick. They mm-hmm. hit they hit everything they were shooting for. It tastes yeah. like it tastes like a, you know, it tastes like a yogurt sour with the, their orange in it. You know, it's the interesting thing is they did put on the uh, label and correct me if I'm wrong. It looks like they put on the label the parfait being made in a um, in a mason jar. Yes. 
which that's a that's a real Chip and JoJo situation. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the restaurants they put it in the mason jar, make it seem like it's like a homemade or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. It's a it's a real you know easy way to trick somebody into paying eight bucks for fucking something you can make at home for less than three. <laughs> yeah, you know what the interesting thing is, I, I I'm waiting for this because you know I, I gotta I gotta assume we are on the back end of the whole mason jar uh you know country uh what i like to refer um tongue-in-cheek to as whiskey and butterflies everything's got to be like this down home (laughs) chip and jojo shiplap and fucking uh you know live laugh love and all that kind of shit and you know obviously the you know the dining scene uh has has been dominated by that and a lot of the you know sean i think sean brock probably started it and everyone thought that was cool for a while and then every dildo and their uh uh you know um (laughs) partner put some put some restaurant together that was like we're doing real down home comfort food type of southern (laughs) stuff but no but it's white as fuck oh man Um, until so people wh- stop getting married in barns, I don't think this is going to go thing, away. Right, you know yeah. I mean? Barn weddings are a great example of this culture. Yeah, um, I think I think the way to track this mm-hmm. is there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people who sell the rustic door that's on a slide. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the sliding yeah. rustic door. Once mm-hmm. sales of those dip, then you no longer have the audience. To mm-hmm. show up to be whiskey butterflies. I got mm-hmm. my straw cowboy hat on, but mm-hmm. also I'm not going to tip. <laughs> I really just want the goths to ruin this a lot because I see a lot of this sort of thing going towards like everything just being black. Like there's an account I follow on Instagram where it is a lot of home renovations, but it's all just blacking it out. He did one mm-hmm. of those doors that you're talking about, painted mm-hmm. it black, but then he put a scythe as the handle. Mm. It was pretty, so that was like pretty much, cool. you know, see, yeah, that's I'm that a sucker cool. for that nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it, it tends to, I think as long as there are big giant mega churches, I think that there's still going to be a taste for this, but I do feel like when you look back at the, you know, kind of the, the seventies, you know, from like, uh, 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 shag carpeting of the late sixties, early seventies that was there for our childhood. Mm-hmm. Like kids now are going to think about the chip and Jojo whiskey and butterflies aesthetic as, mm-hmm. as their shag carpeting. Yeah. Probably. Oh God. Um, unfortunately, it's like an um, overcorrection. It feels like, yeah, it's like, Hey, let's get real like rustic with it. I want to get back to that weird like mid-century ultra futuristic type of mm-hmm. thing where everything's got to look like a dang old uh flying sorcerer yeah, everything's like round stuff yeah <laughs> yeah everything's round everything's like kind of weird like uh bold color decisions mm-hmm. and stuff like that i mean uh, trends are ebbs and flows everything's you know everything's secular but um yeah that mason jar just made me get on just a dang old rant about mason yeah. jars but you know what? If you went to Target right now, I guarantee you go in there. You could find uh, uh, mason jars that are eight dollars a piece, and they have them selling mm-hmm. them as you know flower vases or mm-hmm. um, you know places to to um, you know co- collect your, your odds and ends or something like that. That's the difference between a Walmart and a Target. Target is selling it as decorations, and Walmart is selling it as practicality. They're, se- they're selling it as doomsday prepping. That's right. Um, <laughs> Anyway, guys, uh, I'll I'll jump next if you don't mind, because I got a very similar beer, Steve, which is a bit of a rarity here, but Mm -hmm. I'm drinking me a little gloop glop um, uh, smoothie sour situation as well. I'm drinking uh, a fruit rush from uh, Hitchhiker Brewing Company. This is a smoothie sour shandy with blueberry, watermelon and lemonade. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it looks like that. You know what I got? Looks like blood. That's why I got it. I'm a sucker for a beer. It looks like I'm drinking blood. Um, 
Yeah, it's interesting because it smells pretty much just like blueberry lemonade type of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's real sweet. It's got a little bit of tartness to it. And you're getting uh, a lot of that like country time lemonade mix type of thing, which is probably what they used in it. Tastes a lot like that, which I'm a sucker for with a little bit of blueberry jammy type situation. But then the watermelon actually adds a little bit of like a drying, almost cucumbery watermelon rind type of thing yeah. to it. Mm. It's actually really nice. Mm. Nice. Um, Sounds very refreshing. Yeah, it's normally little, not. It's a little sweet for me, but like uh, to call it a sour shandy. But they do say smoothie sour shandy, so I get that that means something very different. But yeah, mm. I wish it was a little less sweet and a little less thick, but I know that's what the folks like. And um, it's, uh, but yeah, I, I'm digging it. Nice. I'm surprised neither of you are drinking your guy, your beer. Did you get a well, it, did you get a chance to get it yet? I don't I don't have any yet. They just did the can release down in Frederick last week. I wasn't able to make it down for mm. it. Um this was not one that um this was a collaboration we did or I did. I went down and brewed with them um at uh, at Old Mother Brewing in beautiful Frederick, Maryland, but uh hopefully I'll get my hands on some this week. Um Ooh. But yeah, so that was fun. That was pin pinball lizard. That was our first. It was weird for the first official beer with the the dead arcade, uh, you know, uh, under the dead arcade uh, umbrella, if you will, um, to be a collab. But it's the way it worked out. I thought it would be fun and got the opportunity to brew with those guys down there. So, uh, yeah. And that one is more pink because it's dragon fruit hazy <laughs> than blood red. But it turned out real pretty. Nice. The guys down there were sending me pictures of it and we were talking about it and they said it turned out awesome and hopefully I'm going to get my hands on on some this week and uh, Steve, I'll grab you a few and I'll, grab, I'll, I'll just grab a whole bunch of them. So. Yeah. Everybody, everybody down, you know, Frederick, Maryland, go check it out. Yeah. Go to Old Mother in yeah. beautiful Frederick. They have a bunch of other good beers, too. They had a uh, was it an Italian pills, French. Maybe it was a French pills when I was down there. That was fucking killer, too. Mm. Um, and they're just nice folks and and good food, too. And they got some hot sauce out there. Melt your dang dick off um, at their at, at their brewery. They got like a um, they got like a little restaurant situation, like walk up service in the back. And they got really great food. And we were trying some hot sauces when I was down there. And uh, good goddamn, they go wild on the hot sauce, like ghost pepper. Yeah, like I said, just burn your buttholes clean and clean out. Just <laughs> nice. gotcha, just core you like a dang apple. Um, yeah, sounds like good exactly what there. you need, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I just need to like. Everyone knows for long term listeners of the podcast knows I got weak guts. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got soft wheat peanut butter guts. You gotta challenge um, them sometimes, though. You know, sometimes who's yeah. boss. Sometimes I gotta say, listen to me, you goddamn f- f- whatever flesh tubing in there you better start acting up i'm gonna fuck your day <laughs> just completely fuck it um yeah it's a real cut off your nose to spite your face situation yeah um what do you got meg whoa guys uh all right i have a little bit of an upper and a downer situation going mm-hmm, on because mm-hmm, i you know i gotta go back to work yep. so cocaine on, and iron know. city <laughs> Close. Danny's um, an on, the, on the one side of me, I got a, I got a nice, uh, refreshing Thai tea. You mm, know, ooh. that bitch is bold, but mm. with a citrus syrup instead of milk. Because oh, interesting. Gross. Yeah, it's I'm like drinking a, coffee too, so we're, yeah. we're on the same page here. Yeah, it's like a. It kind of reminds me of like an Arnold Palmer with a little bit of a funk. You know, a little vanilla mm. note. It's like neat. And my mouth is probably orange now. Um, mm. I know my hands already are. Um, and then, of course, yes, you know, you answered correctly. I do have an Iron City on the side. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I've heard a lot of people drinking the Thai. Is it is it like the uh, like Thai? I, it's a cold. It's an iced situation, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. OK. She yeah, has when, I, it. 
when I think about the tie, you know, I think about like the 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 uh, what are they called? The bubble teas. Um, yeah, the boba. Yeah, I like a boba, but I don't know a lot of other things about. I've had some Thai, you know, tea inspired beers. Don't they usually put like sweetened condensed milk or something in mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the sweet cream that we use. Yeah, it's like we we make a mixture that's uh, like whole milk and sweetened condensed milk, but we also use it in we do a, like a v- Vietnamese style cold brew too. Mm, and yeah, 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 but it's like really bold. I think that's more what I've had is the Vietnamese yeah. style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love all them. They they did they do all kind of magic stuff over there with, oh, with, yeah. with teas and coffees oh, yeah. over there in Southeast Asia. It's real nice, um, real nice, real strong, real strong. Yeah, Keep me up yeah. all night. Yeah. You your eyes are bugging out of your damn head. So <laughs> Meg did that thing that like a Muppet does when something surprising happens, just make their eyes really big. Um, all right. Uh we got our beersies out of the way. Let's get in. Just spinning that some bitchin' wheel. One of my favorite things to do. Um, and, and I'm curious. Uh, it somehow always seems that we end up with something that is somewhat pertinent, pertinent to the season. Not always. Um, but maybe it's maybe it's the wheel speaking to us. Maybe that's just what ends up getting voted on. But I'm excited to see for July uh, what we're going to get for our showdown episode. Right on. So the first one is Rage Virus. Whoa, okay. Oh, wow. All right. I didn't even realize that was on the list. That is an interesting Would one. Would be like so, the sadness kind of falls into that. Even mm-hmm. maybe? Definitely yeah. the sadness falls into that. The, a, a 28 days later, mm-hmm. even a 28 weeks later. Oh my basically gosh. fast, crazy freak out zombies. Damn. Um, is, is is the other way so you know a lot of a lot of debate amongst the zombie purists as mm-hmm. to whether or not you want to call it uh um a uh, a zombie film and have we done a zombie episode in the past mm, well, i know so. we've talked about a ton of different zombie movies I mean, besides like a singular film i don't know if we did a showdown yet yeah yeah because i think we intentionally split it up for that reason because Mm -hmm. the debate is you know a rage virus type situation might be a little maybe i'm thinking about when we have rob jabaz on and and talked about the sadness we might have had that conversation about the discrepancy yeah we yeah i think um you know it probably came up and like we had uh, uh uh didn't we have something on hungry for horror that was a zombie film or was that something that we i think so yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember which, what episodes we did there. But yeah, you're probably right. We've certainly talked about a whole host of zombie movies and we've talked a lot about the, you know, the Living Dead movies and we're in Romero country over here. So, you right. know, we talk about that type of stuff often. But a rage virus um, is a is a very specific type of thing that is those kind of freak out running, uh, uh, just murderous uh, sprinting, um, usually foaming at the mouth and something weird happening with their eyes type of zombies. Yeah, um, I wonder if we could right. expand that to something other we'd have to think about like it. the crazies like is yeah. that a rage virus mm. right that's a very different feel than mm. than the sadness or 28 weeks later or even like train to busan is that a rage virus that kind of feels like it mm-hmm. yeah you know and then maybe but, even that happening by M. Night yeah. Shyam- you know <laughs> oh the shamalam yeah the, yeah the happy that's 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 a that's a self-inflicted rage situation right. um but yeah no I, I would be open i would be open to 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 allowing this to kind of spread a little bit so <laughs> all right the virus if you will because <laughs> <laughs> of viruses um all right we'll talk about it a little bit more as uh, yeah. uh as these weeks progress here you got um, you got to vote it to see what happens but uh, that's true that's true number two mm-hmm. is nickelodeon halloween oh fun Ooh. 
Nickelodeon Halloween. Um, and uh, for those of yins who are have, maybe haven't listened to the last few episodes, um, Meg's 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 taken a bit of a I would call it an indefinite hiatus from the from the podcast. Um, I don't know why I'm talking like Ernest P. World today, but um, <laughs> she's she's got some she's got some 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 very time consuming projects on her hands here. So she's going to be stepping away from the podcast and hopefully come come back and, and periodically visiting us and guest doing a little guest in situation. But um, for this next showdown episode, we'll we'll be you know finding a guest for it, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe one of our friends from like the Haunted Hangover or something. It feels like they'd do a really cool. They'd have a lot of fun with Nickelodeon Halloween. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, okay, oh, yeah, I mean. Been wanting to talk about that Pete and Pete Halloween special for a long time. <laughs> All right, what's what's number three? And number three, uh, I, I believe this one has come up every year and has yeah. not been picked every year so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Found footage. Oh yeah, it Ooh. always uh, is in the. You know, it's in the discussion. It gets some votes, but never gets picked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Steve. Not a found footage guy. We've talked about this. Mm-mm. Um, so if we want to dethrone Steve, because we're, we're coming now going into a potential for a fourth consecutive. Win. Oh my God. The good old grand salami. Event, that's what they call it. Eventually it's going to become guys. And I'm saying this, um, as a, this is a cautionary warning, right? I guess all warnings are cautionary, but. At some point, this is really going to bite us in the ass if we don't get our wrap. If we don't wrap our, 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 you know, our brains around this and try to figure out how to dethrone Steve, eventually it's going to become a real fucking problem for all of us. All right. Do I so, smell collusion? Just keep that in mind. Eventually, he's going to get drunk with power. He already is. <laughs> you can't see. You can't see what he's doing right now. He already is. Um, it's going to become a real problem for all of us. So I'm just saying, Steve doesn't like found footage. Um, but man, those other ones sound fun as well. So just to recap, we'll put these out here on the social medias this week. You'll get the opportunity to vote on them in the uh, 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 on the Instagrams. We put it in a, a little uh, a little quiz in our story, our Instagram story, usually midweek there. So keep an eye out for it or on the Twitters. You can go on and vote on a little poll on our Twitter feed as well. Uh, once again, you'll be selecting from Rage Virus, uh, Nickelodeon Halloween, and Found Footage. Boy, a diverse trifecta of potential topics for the July showdown episode. So um, keep an eye out for that. Help us vote. And if you have any other suggestions, completely unrelated to any of those, that you want to throw our way, either for topics that you want us to add on the old spinny wheel. We always add them on there when people throw them our way. Or if you have some suggestions for mini so topics, or even if you're like, hey, here's a wild ass fucking movie um, that uh, y'all should talk about on the podcast. Um, maybe we'll make it a mini so. We did that a couple episodes ago and I actually watched a movie last night that was suggested from a listener. I don't remember who um, a Toho movie called Attack of the Mushroom People, uh, which was kind of fun. So we're always looking for those suggestions. Send them our way in the DMs or in a comment or something like that on the social medias, on the IGs, on the on the Twitters, on the on the Tiki Talkies, all that sort of stuff. Or if you want to send us something on the social medias uh, or, or uh, I guess uh, away from the social medias 
on one of those emails I haven't mentioned in a while. It's uh, Halloween is forever pod at gmail.com. We do have uh, one of those, which uh, we need to um, uh, or I should probably get better at checking periodically because we have had some stuff that was time sensitive. And then I went on and looked and I was like, damn it, I should not. I should check this more than once every three months. <laughs> um, all right. So. We got our beers out of the way. We got our picks for next month out of the way. So I'm going to turn it over to Steve. Uh, Steve, tell us about tell us about the the this film, you know, a real coming of age tale. You know, where were you at in your life? Where did this take place? What was the, the impetus for the creation of this movie? The impetus was I had to for a grade to graduate. Sick. <laughs> Show over. Done. Yeah, Let's get out of here. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, right. Obviously, we already pointed out it's my Penn State thesis film. It's like, and it's literally the last thing I directed. So, <laughs> uh, from the year of our Lord 2007. Yeah. Can from you wild clarify times. then for your like a thesis piece? Like, so this was like a master's you're going after, or no, no, is no. it just like okay? No, this is this is basically how you can. So, in uh, for at least for the Penn State program, uh, the film program was like a restricted. It was it was a restricted uh, communications degree that you could get. Mm-hmm. So you had to have like a certain amount of credits and like had to maintain a certain GPA and had to jump through a bunch of hoops to even like get into the film program. And then every kind of year that you uh, starting with a sophomore year, every kind of year you had to produce a film at the end mm-hmm. okay. as like as a way to continue on. So and like it got more and more complicated. So the the senior one is one that was you had to film over two, uh, you know, like two halves of a year, two semesters. So like this was shot like you can tell, you know, from the outside, most of it was shot during the winter mm-hmm. because like then you spend, you know, the rest of the time uh, like editing and everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get you basically get thrown into it right away in the senior year is like, you know, within the first week of back to school, like you're casting, you're writing, you're getting everything done. Uh, the first thing we did was like, we had to like write scripts. So you had to have like a script written within, uh, I think within a month maybe. Mm-hmm. And then from that, like everybody who was able to write a script in that time presented their script everybody else who didn't write a script was able to choose like what movie they wanted to work on. Mm. Got it. So it's kind of like you pitched, you know, everybody was pitching, everybody who had a script pitched a film essentially. Mm-hmm. So like I, I had, I wrote this one and I had to take it in front of everybody and it like pitched it and it's like, here's this. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so I should specify short film, but not like a short, short film. It's like 25 mm-hmm. minutes long. Yeah. Right. It's not like a five, 10 minute film. It's 25 minutes. Right. Um, so it's, a, you know, relatively beefy script it's not you know that's something to write in a short amount of time is uh that's that's especially for a student that's like it's not the easiest thing in the world to do i mean some people are more prolific and can crank out scripts and that sort of stuff but like i said it's not a five minute movie it's a 25 minute movie yeah so i'm not trying to be obnoxious and toot my own horn (laughs) about Mm -hmm. this but i was actually able to crank out two scripts Mm -hmm. in that time oh buddy and they're like I pitched two scripts and like one of them I didn't even make a a whole other separate crew took that script. 
Mm. Mm, okay, so both of them ended up getting made. Yeah, both of them so. wound up getting made, but I didn't like. I had nothing. I had almost no hand in the making of the other one, mm. other than I just were wrote they a both script. kind of horror-ish yeah. type films. Yeah, so they were okay. both kind of horror-ish. The other one was like more of a thriller uh, type film. Okay, mm. but it was like at this point because again because it was a restricted major and everything there were so few students like everybody kind of knew everybody already and Mm -hmm. not to say it was clickish but everybody already kind of had a group that they liked working with sure it's like picking your team and when you're playing dodgeball or stuff like that you're just like you yeah i I want you you know and then everyone's left at the end you're like wow okay losers go over there (laughs) on the same team right so so mostly everybody already had a team that they liked working with and then at that point just like whoever had a script was going to get made as long as you had like a crew of five because gotcha. that, that's basically what it took was like a crew of five to make these films mm-hmm. what I, I can't help but ask what was the title of the other script i honestly can't fucking remember yeah mm-hmm. I, can, I can tell you i can tell you the basic uh plot premise mm-hmm. the plot premise was uh like basically this guy was like in a room being tortured and then you saw flashes to some other like relationship he was having and like basically it was just like he went to hell because he was like like bad to a person so he's not classic not cool guy story yeah classic (laughs) not cool guy and then like it's the twist that is is revealed that like oh he's in hell Gotcha, 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 gotcha. We're some real Clive Barker esque shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I start started watching. Steve put it on the YouTube's, which you can watch still. You can go on the YouTube's and search "Ghoul of My Dreams" two thousand seven, and it'll come up. Um, right off the bat, you had me at drippy green slime font. Right. <laughs> like I'm gonna be a hundred percent on board with any drippy green slime font. Mm-hmm. Uh, right off the bat. Um. I, I like the decision very 2007 decision to go with like the kind of retro filter over it like it was mm-hmm. like an, like it was a film like it was an old timey film yeah even the music to start with it too they're just like derp, 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 mm-hmm. like you know it's great <laughs> so yeah like that piece and i like these are things i'll point out but like because you're working with such small crews and everything obviously half of the music is fucking goblin that i just ripped yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah um but uh, some of the more original pieces, like this one in the beginning, uh, was written by uh, Ryan Denardis. And Ryan is also in the film as one of the goons. Mm-hmm. He's the mm-hmm. one wearing like the, the blue uh, windbreaker. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> Ch- wasn't it like I wrote it down? Chester and something. Chester and what something else. I forgot what. Ch- Chester yeah. and Joey. Yeah, Chester and Joey. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> Which are like the two least, most like least intimidating goons. Mm-hmm. This just reminded me so much of, you know, because I was in college in 2007 as well. And uh, it just reminded me of all my friends from college. Right. Like we probably had, I feel like we had a similar type of friend. Like they just stopped playing Halo just long enough to like shoot the scene kind of thing. Yeah. Like I, I had friends that if we lined them up, it would almost be like a Simpsons gag. They could just be, t- they just had like different hair color. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chester and Joey cracked me up because, you know, and we'll get into, you know, the characters they play, but the, the, the kind of, I guess, antagonist of the film, which is, uh, 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 
Angie's boyfriend. He's like, they're like his thugs. Right. But they're like, <laughs> you can just tell they're just nice guys. Like, they're not thugs. Yeah, no, not at all. Like, <laughs> like the other one is uh, Nick Santiago. Mm-hmm. And he, he like was my best friend in college. Mm-hmm. So like he, he had, he actually helped a lot on this film in a lot of different ways. But mm-hmm. like back to this animated sequence is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like we ha- we did have to pay for a lot of things. So I'll tell you, like the budget on this film was about a thousand dollars. Yeah. For, you know, and and like that's I think that's OK, considering we didn't pay any of the actors because all the actors were students as well. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to pay any equipment fees because, you know, the uh, Penn State provided all the equipment. So with that, like a thousand dollars for getting like a piece of animation done, which was kind of contracted out to the the producer on the film, Ryan, he knew somebody who was getting into flash animation. So, Mm. you know, we kind of storyboarded this thing out to him and gave it to him. And it's been a while since I watched this film, but I actually really, really like and I forgot that we did the match cut from the animation to the front of the house. And that house, yeah. but the the front of that house was also my friend Nick's house. So that's what I was going to ask. Is like, yeah, a couple things I I wrote down um, initially was like, who did the animation? Because it was, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. And then I saw at the end there was a name associated with it, which obviously wasn't your. Because at first I was like, oh wow, did Steve do this animation? That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, then I saw a name associated with it that I didn't recognize. But um, yeah, I, uh, I I thought the whole animation sequence was really cool. They did the little artsy, you know, the snowflake that melts into mm-hmm. a teardrop type of thing. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was really well done. And then um, uh, and then yeah, the matching to the house, which was the house, you know, the exterior house. That wasn't, or was that the same house that all the interior house shot, uh, you know, shots were in? No, no, I assume no. probably not. So so the house that uh, Cliff and Jeff live in is actually mm-hmm. comprised of three different houses. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is kind of the way how, because things were shot over two semesters. So the mm-hmm. front of that house is a house in Belfont, uh, PA. Oh, uh, which is north of mm-hmm. State College. Right, yeah. yeah. So we, sh- we shot pretty much all of the exterior stuff in Belfont. Um, and that front of that house is was, like I said, my friend's Nick Nick's house. But mm-hmm. also... The interiors that are like the bedroom, the bathroom, and the basement were my friend Nick's house that he lived in before he moved. So, mm. like, <laughs> he was living in one house in one semester, and we were shooting there. And then the yeah. next semester, we shot the outside of his of his new house. So when he was getting in, when he was like looking to sign a new lease, you're like, can you try to get a place that looks a little bit like your old place yeah. at least, kinda? <laughs> so, and then the other interiors though. Which we like, we were glad we didn't have to uh, switch, or we were glad we were able to shoot outside of Nick's house. But the other interiors you see was actually like a frat house. Mm. Mm. That kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it seemed like that's what it kind of seemed like to me because it was so ornate and old and like, um, you know, just like kind of slightly extravagant mm-hmm. in the way right. that if you've been to like any like Penn state or larger college, like fraternity houses are, they're like old freaking bajillion dollar mansions, um, that some, you know, fraternity bought and, you know, and they usually keep them up fairly well, you know, despite what, like my, my house in college, you know, you could like feel the breeze through the wall when you're pissing. Like these are usually pretty, <laughs> you know, kept up very expensive, uh, houses, you know, obviously it's at a, a campus like Penn state, but it was a cool interior. It had like those like spirally stairs 
staircase mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So our our lighting guy, Adam, was actually the president of that uh, frat chapter, which I don't remember. But mm-hmm. that's why we were able to have access to a frat house to shoot in. And then just we had to shoot during the afternoons because that's when all the bros are out. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need games of beer pong and, right. and flip cup happening in the background while you're trying to do some serious ghouling. Yeah, uh, well, t- I mean, t- so t- set us up a little bit on the story of this before we get into it. You know, the 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 characters and, and what, you know, kind of the setup. So the setup was like it originated as we wanted to do a horror film, mm-hmm. uh, but. Yeah, it was going to be hard to do a full horror film, so came, kind of came up with this schmaltzy idea of like, what if it's also like kind of a romantic comedy? Because also mm-hmm. it's 2007, mm-hmm. so I think we're two years removed from uh, Shaun of the Dead at that point. Mm-hmm. So we're doing rom com. <laughs> oh yeah, you can see the influence. It yeah. was 2000. It was very of its time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so you know, I just kind of came up with this idea of like, well, let's kind of play with maybe other monsters and like. You know, we came up with the idea of like, well, what if it's ghouls meeting zombies? You know, you, mm-hmm. you kind of try to build this underworld of like, oh, there's all kinds of undead. And, you mm-hmm. know, we make mention of vampires. So, like, mm-hmm. you get an idea of all the monsters are real and they just mm-hmm. kind of live, you know, uh, you know, just beneath the surface and out of the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, you know, people are very opinionated about their. um that you know the rules around zombiedom and vampiredom, I guess, mm-hmm. but people don't talk about the rules around ghouls, right. the ghoul rules, if yeah. you will. <laughs> the uh, ghoul rules. You don't really t- talk about them too much. And like, I imagine if even like people who are who are like horror fans, if you're you know put them on the spot, be like, describe what a ghoul is. I don't know that a lot of people would describe would be able to accurately differentiate what a zombie and a ghoul. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so either. And that's what kind of what I was trying to set out to do so like the idea Mm -hmm. is a ghoul is a person who does eat the flesh of the dead so they're not a cannibal but also they haven't died so they're not a zombie Mm -hmm. you know and And they typically seem to have a little little bit more agency than a zombie like their brain function is higher obviously in this instance it's like they're just like regular dudes right (laughs) yeah they're just they're just a couple of dudes who like dead sexy (laughs) yeah yeah let's be real (laughs) so you know they you know they live together and you know like it's not they don't necessarily live together because like they're best of friends. They just live together out of like necessity. And (laughs) yeah, we both eat corpses. We We probably should, you know, team up on this. Right. <laughs> we can just bro out that way, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um th- it's interesting cuz I always like wh- for whatever reason when I think of a ghoul, the first thing I think of is uh um the last man on earth. Right. Yeah. Um you know, I think about the, the well, it, you know, it's Omega Man, but then you know, it was the Charlton Heston Omega Man movie mm-hmm. and then it it eventually became uh it's based on the is it Bradbury who wrote I Am Legend? I'm trying to remember who, who originally wrote I Am Legend. Mm, um, I don't uh, I don't know if it's Bradbury, but no, maybe not. That doesn't sound right now that I think about it. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, there was the the, the novel. I, Richard I believe it Matheson. was Matt. It was Matheson. Go. Yeah, I'm literally looking at a Richard Matheson book right here. Um, yes. I So Richard Matheson, um, which we just talked about this on a recent episode. Pretty much every like such a high percentage of horror sci fi 
speculative fiction ideas came from Richard Matheson and people, you know, don't really talk about that. Um, And we just talked about in the other episode and I still forgot. Um, But yeah, so uh, he wrote I Am Legend, which got turned into a bunch of different movies. Like I said, Omega Man and then The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And that is, in my mind, a very close representation of a ghoul where they're almost halfway between a zombie and a vampire. Like they are um uh there there is elements around like they're repelled by garlic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they don't it's not that they don't have a reflection in a mirror but they are repelled by their own reflection mm-hmm. and they can kind of talk a little bit and stuff like that but they move very slowly and they're very like kind of weak and have like poor motor skills and they just come out at night but they don't suck your blood like a vampire and they don't have any of the other kind of powers of a vampire. Um, but there's not as many hard, fast rules around ghouls as there are the other ones, I guess, right. in my, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, even if you just look it up, like a ghoul has like three different definitions just from like, you know, <laughs> the internet and Marion Webster right. defines something. Exactly. Ghoul as. <laughs> and I yeah. think that's, we kind of started with that because I think we also recognize like, we don't really know what a ghoul is. And I, right. I'll, I'll be honest, the, the punny title probably came first. Oh, of course you could definitely tell mm-hmm. this started with a title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the punny title came first and then we're, we said, well, like maybe let's get it down. Like what is a ghoul? And so, mm-hmm. you know, the first two things that come up as definitions is like somebody who feeds on corpses, which mm-hmm. is like a, it is an old lore. And the other is a grave robber. Yeah. So I was like, OK, that's easy enough to kind of put together. Uh, <laughs> you know, we didn't dive too much into like the real lore of where a ghoul comes from. But we just. You know. Yeah, I honestly didn't know either. I mean, I think in in. uh uh, uh, last man on earth it's like radiation or something right, yeah you know because it was the what i guess early 60s was it yeah. so like everything's radiation back then uh like nuclear age stuff but then they, they mention in in this movie that it's like either if you drink the blood of a vampire yeah so it's like the or, reverse way yeah, yeah. It, we're like because I, I just i don't know i was probably just being cute or whatever <laughs> yeah or you get a um tainted blood transfusion right mm-hmm. from a, yeah. from a vampire as well <laughs> yeah because you get this little scene which um you know i guess the the characters you get introduced to pretty early on are are cliff which i think is short for clifton yeah 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 clifton jeff and then angelina yeah. are the three main characters and uh it's obviously we we glossed over it, but clifton digs up angelina's body Mm-hmm. thinking he's going to eat eat her but then just something bothers him about eating her and decides to resurrect her mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. the in that scene where they uh they have the mobu who's also yeah. playing kind of the stereotypical pothead <laughs> yeah. uh, that was also nick's wife at the time okay. so <laughs> You yeah, it's like real you, close. Yeah. Did he actually? I feel like he should just be credited for this in, inspiration for this movie at this point. Oh yeah, for sure. Like th- yeah, Nick and I were like huge horror fans, so yeah, you know that's why like we were way into. Uh, it, it, it was also kind of a surprisingly a lot of the professors were very against anybody doing horror films at hmm. any point. Yeah, hmm. and interesting. Yeah, and it, like 
they I don't know what it was. They just felt like nobody could pull off horror. And I think what they were more focusing on is like uh, and, and they're pro- they were right about this is that like n- nobody could properly build tension. Um, yeah. You know, obviously all the actors were student actors and you can tell, you know, kind of the varying degrees of sure. like <laughs> so so like my my main leads who were playing uh angelina and clifton like they were the best actors which mm-hmm. you know it's pretty obvious uh even today ryan who played clifton he uh he actually still acts in pittsburgh oh like, yeah yeah he, do, he does a lot of stage and then he does some short or not short um like independent films in the area so like he nice. still he still acts to the day and then the other uh, the other actor, Blythe, uh, she was like going for an acting degree. Yeah. Everybody else kind of just showed up. <laughs> Got yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No, you could tell the 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 yeah, the voodoo priestess um, who just smokes weed. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> and that was her bong. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> BYOB for sure. The character was written, was inspired by real life. Yeah. 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 So so Cliff, get, you know, decides he's he uh, doesn't want to eat um, uh, uh, Angie. They bring her back to life. And then there's the whole sequence of her kind of being confused. She doesn't realize she died in the first place. They mm. kind of explained to her that she that she's dead and they brought her back to life and that they're they are ghouls, but they're not going to hurt her. And there was a good line that was something like um, she's like, were you going to kill me and eat me? Because you're ghouls. And he's like, why would we dig you up, bring you back to life just to kill you and eat you? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then, you know, as she's kind of uh, and I'm, I hope I'm not glazing over over too much. But, um, you know, th- her and, and, and Cliff start to kind of, uh, you know, develop feelings for one another um one thing that for some reason just tickled me was i think it's the character's name's tyler is that angie's boyfriend yeah Yeah. um angie has this kind of shit bag uh uh you know i don't want to say ex-boyfriend but boyfriend from when she was alive um named tyler who when you first meet him he's waking up in the morning getting a coffee cup out pouring what looks like whiskey and Sam's cola, Sam's club cola. <laughs> yep. into the cup. And I just, for something about Sam's club cola, just getting <laughs> being prominently displayed. Really? That was just a real world building. Uh, ang- was you that know, also angle Nick's? There. Like he just bought that and you're just like, Hey, I knew you need a new prop. No, any, any food in the film was crafty as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. We, that was probably bought day of. And then that was also yeah. for the cast to, you know, drink <laughs> during the day. Yeah. 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 The Sam's Cola. I don't know why that was just a, that was just an angle that, that tickled me because it just felt like something would be on a film set, you know, uh, some, the thing of Sam's club Cola. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we talked about the ghoul thing a little bit. Um, I did find it interesting that even ghouls are pretty judgy about Satanists in this world. <laughs> They're like, we're ghouls. We eat corpses. We're not Satanists. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good line. You know, hey, everybody's like, you know, uh, the, and, and you have to imagine at this point, like they would even believe even more that the devil is real. So yeah. the devil is a bad guy. So like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I guess that's true, too. Um, yeah, because they 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 have been their life has been um affected in some way by at least by vampires i guess it's meant to you're meant to to believe in some capacity but um 
Yeah, I I, I really got a kick out of out of uh, another friend, or was this, this an actor or something like that? The guy who played Tyler. Oh no this this was an actor who showed up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Oliver. Yeah, he yeah he just uh yeah he just we we had casting calls mm-hmm. of like a bunch of you know a bunch of people and mm-hmm. like they just had to show up to a fucking random room we you know scheduled we're like had mm-hmm. to schedule a classroom and do fucking like <laughs> so yeah but did did they have to uh did they have to audition yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we had a bunch of people audition uh we had like a number of people audition for clifton mm-hmm. and uh i think oliver auditioned for clifton as well mm-hmm. but I don't know. He just had a bad guy vibe as well. So he did. I, that's what I was going to say is he did have like a he did have a mean boyfriend vibe. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of had that bad yeah. kid look to him, too. Right. Like the buzz yeah. cut, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had, a good bad had guy this look. innocence to him. Or the guy who played him like just had this mm-hmm. like general like um, trying to think of the other word. Uh, disarming. Yeah. He had a Michael Sarah quality to yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, just like yeah. physicality wise, like mm-hmm. uh, Oliver was like the tallest person we had. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. So, like, uh, height says a lot. Yeah. We had, like, we had one other person who auditioned for Clifton who was like about Oliver's height, but Ryan was the best actor we got out of all that. So, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, kind of got to give to him. And then, but like, Oliver cuts a more intimidating, uh, you know, uh, when you match him up against Jeff and, uh, uh, Jefton Clifton. He's you know bigger mm-hmm. than him mm-hmm. and has a knife, so yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, you give him a knife, and especially if you're going to go, you know, <laughs> the guy who played Clifton has a like I said, he's got a little bit of a, of a Scott Pilgrim vibe to mm-hmm. him a little bit, yeah. you know, except for Redneck, which was an interesting decision to make him go kind of Redneck. Yeah, well, that camo hat was my camo hat, so <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine in the uh, in the audition when you're like look going after the bad boyfriend, uh, you just like here hold this knife and then you just like try to figure out how he looks with a knife you know what i mean like that would have been a big key factor for me did did when you when you guys um when you guys uh uh you know had him audition for 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 the bad guy did he come in with a boom box just blaring 105.9 the x like it does when he comes on screen the first time he says he really loves mark madden too uh no and also uh that's somebody else's voice that's not the x <laughs> uh, i know it just sounded like it just sounded like a song that would be on the x yeah. you know when it, when he comes on we plays but. yeah now if you watch if you uh read the credits there was a because we were doing i don't know we just didn't know what we were doing for sound at that point but we mm-hmm. needed to uh quickly do an exposition dump and the best way to do that is through the radio so <laughs> yeah so uh you know uh it, it probably makes no surprise that i'm doing podcast now but yeah i was like i'm gonna do the cheesy radio voice mm-hmm. and you know we have the morning show of poe and lovecraft in the morning <laughs> i know <laughs> I got that one too. real deep cut references there yeah I right love it. 2007 <laughs> um yeah, so you, you do start to get a little like little bits of of Angie's story, which I thought was good. And like you said, you're doing this all in you know in a tight you know twenty three minutes or something like that. Um, uh, but yeah, this is when I uh, you know like I said, I just fell in love, immediate love affair with with uh, 
with uh, Biff and Buff or whatever, uh, <laughs> whatever Tyler's Chester uh, and Joey. Are. Chester and Joey. Um, yeah, they just for some reason they just crack me up because they just look so not mean, Mm-mm. which is what I love about them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the best. And, and like, yeah, again, that that was filmed. The first introduction to Chester and Joey was filmed in a park in Bellefont. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the fuck Nick was saying in that scene but he was always yeah. just like carrying on a conversation in the background we just let it go he was just like, <laughs> he was just like oh man halo 3 just yeah, came yeah. out it's fucking sick yeah, yeah it was it was always something like that it was, it was like yeah. talking about resident evil or some shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we didn't talk too much about the person that plays jeff but uh um now now was he also i got the feeling at first was he also like a redneck kind of character like like cliff or not not so much he didn't talk like he didn't have the redneck accent yeah not really but but he did have the he did have the the you know, the white tank yeah which kind of insinuates redneck culture yeah i think it i think like the general jets and sharks stereotype idea was that like the ghouls were supposed to be white trash mm-hmm. and like tyler matches it because uh his character is wearing the leather jacket and everything he was supposed to be a broy mm-hmm mm. And then, like, it kind of falls apart because Chester and Joey are dressed completely differently as well. <laughs> yeah, they got, like, windbreakers yeah, on or something. We didn't have the budget for, like, costuming in that way. So, <laughs> but, like, yeah, it was supposed to be kind of a Jets and Sharks, like, bros versus, like, white trash hillbillies yeah, mm. type yeah. thing. Gotcha. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff pulls it off. You know, he's got the beard, obviously, which would have been not as, you know, beards were not as in fashion in 2007 with the uh, with, with, with the guys as they are nowadays, I guess. Um, but yeah, when you see a guy with the with the, the, the skin tight, you know, white tee or white tank on, you know, at some point he's going to get into a fight. Yeah, <laughs> at some point in the movie, he's going to clock somebody with something. Yeah. Um, and also, he's looking irrationally at porn. too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like irrationally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also was. Yeah, I mean, this begs another question regarding ghoul culture. Uh, do ghouls get horny? Do ghouls fuck? <laughs> because Jeff, you would ins- you would suggest. I mean, he's he's looking at centerfolds. He's looking at porn mags. Which, for those of you, ki- you know, kids out there nowadays who are listening to that, this is when porn used to be on, like, in ma- in actual physical print. Yeah, like Blockbuster, you know, you used to be able yeah. to hold pornography in your hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I think those Playboys were just on set, because again, it was a frat house. Yeah. So, yeah, I think those were just on set. I can't. I would imagine nowadays, and I don't even think there are physical Playboy magazines anymore. I don't know. Um but if there are, I'm going to say 80% of the remaining subscriptions are frat houses. Yeah. And the other 20% are people above the age of 65. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of a weird, uh, uh, I don't I don't know if it was nostalgia or not, but just to see a physical porn magazine. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't think I've seen one since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, or at least since I was in college, maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. I haven't seen one since 2007, so... <laughs> um yeah but i mean yeah you have to imagine the i mean if you're making the conceit that the one ghoul is trying to like like has some sort of emotional feelings Mm -hmm. uh you know for uh for angie then like i i guess you just assume that the other one also gets horny like they're you know they get boners they're not dead so the blood still flows (laughs) 
Yeah, that's true. They are they are they are not zombies. So yes, ghouls get horny. That's what we're learning here yeah. from uh, from from this. And if if you don't take anything else away from it, just remember that yeah. ghouls get horny. Yeah. Ghouls get horny too. Get your lore um, correct. <laughs> yeah, um, I loved also the, uh, the and it was only brief, and I actually kind of laughed uh, out loud at it because when um, you know, uh, I, I guess I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but Tyler and his and his his <laughs> two his his reluctant uh, thugs who, um, whenever he's like, you guys are gonna go beat their asses or something like that, they just them standing there just really felt like they're like we don't want yeah. to um but <laughs> but then they they pretty much let it go and they they make some note of make some comment about like tyler is is drunk and because he's like it's in the morning and he's like you know swigging out of a, a flask and you get the idea he's like he's always kind of drinking mm-hmm. um and then uh they see, uh, or Tyler thinks he sees Angie and uh, walking with some unknown person, and they're like, "What do you mean your dead girlfriend is out walking?" It's like you're drunk. Shut up. Mm-hmm. And he might um, be. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> reminds me, that. reminds me of Steve's from Two Thousand Maniacs, where back in the f- like fifties and sixties, they would, su- and even in like Looney Tunes, they would suggest that like being drunk would make you hallucinate yeah you'd see elephants yeah. you'd see all kinds of shit <laughs> yeah like if you just got drunk enough you would trip balls yeah um but uh you know and then eventually they they uh, uh they do see cliff out you know by himself and they kind of they kind of jump him and you get poised for this big chase scene um and you get chase music which i was like oh great chase music and then the chase is like four seconds not even two seconds yeah. long they're just like he looks like he's gonna run but then they're like nah i gotcha yeah it's you can't <laughs> get snag him up it's like one of those where can we where can we cut where can we cut like some time here oh yeah the chasing yeah. done the chasing we just ran around the block once then we're good absolutely can't go running around the streets of belfont at night what's the matter with you it's a nice white town <laughs> yeah. yeah you're gonna get arrested yeah in a second i, I will um, say though i think just and just because it's all natural lighting i don't know what it is but i really i revisiting it i really like that scene in the alleyway it is it's cool there's it's just like there's a street light right there Mm -hmm. and then like just deeper you can see deep down the alleyway to like the other street lights that are you know different color temperatures i was Mm -hmm. like oh that's really nice i did a good job (laughs) yeah and it reminded me of and i was wondering where this got shot because that that felt like with the streets like on the up pretty steep angle Mm -hmm. it almost reminded me i always I assumed it was like in state college or mm-hmm. something, but it's, you know, just a, a neighboring town, but it definitely was reminiscent of that, uh, of that area. Yeah. But I, I did like that scene a lot. Yeah. So, so Tyler forces uh, cliff to take him back to Angie. And instead of being like, you're dumb, what are you talking about? I don't know your dead girlfriend. Cliff's just like, "Welp, I guess I should take him back." <laughs> and they go, they go back. He has a knife, um, Brian. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but what he's asking for could be like so easily refuted. Right. What do you mean? Where do you want me to take you? Who? Your dead girlfriend? But Cliff's just like, "You got me. I am hanging out with your dead girlfriend. Let's go back to her house." Um. But then this is where the, you know, the climactic scene happens where Angie, questionable morals here, she just lets Biff and Boof take him downstairs <laughs> and beat him well on him. Mm-hmm. I guess he is a ghoul, like, you know, whatever. It's Was like, there you know, something ma- magical about this knife that we just didn't know about? No, just a knife. <laughs> Sick. Got it. Yeah. 
<laughs> but they have a, a real heart to heart, Angie, and Angie's starting to remember what happened. And big reveal, climactic reveal. This is just a big sad promo. And I mean, I was S period say. A period Definitely. D period D period mm -hmm. students mm -hmm. against drunk driving <laughs> um, because <laughs> Angie died in a drunk driving incident with Tyler. So Tyler was hammered, crashed the car, sh assumedly into some body of water and she drowned. Yeah, I gave her the old Ted Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> the old Teddy K. Um, yeah, so so but she it all comes, you know, the memories come flooding back to her. Um, Tyler's like, no, bro, it was an accident. And she's like, no, you killed me. And then um, Jeff comes to the rescue with the axe, pops Biff and Boof in the back of the head. And 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 Cliff gets away. Um, but then not before Cliff is Cliff is stabbed at some point. Right. I mean, he's beaten up. They break his arm. They smash his face into. the. Oh, yeah. They beat the shit out of him in the basement. Yeah. yeah. The other one got stabbed. Yeah. Though. Jeff gets stabbed. Jeff's the one that gets stabbed. Mm. Right, right, right. Yeah. We got the good um, gut scene, you know. Yeah. Ooh. Well, at the end. Yeah. That's the best part. Um, so um, they, they get the scene of. Uh, basically Angie kind of saving Angie and Jeff, like carrying Cliff into the bathroom and he's in bad shape. He's in the bathtub and Cliff, uh, you know, sh she's like, Hey, what, you know, what are we going to do? How, how can I help you? Jeff, you know, is out. Um, you know, I forget why Jeff leaves, but Jeff leaves at some point they're in the bathroom and it's like the, like I said, like the kind of, uh, Tyler is banging at the door. Let me in. I'm a mean boyfriend, you know, saying mean boyfriend <laughs> stuff. I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Um, so help me. I've got a knife. So help me, woman, you know, saying stuff outside. And uh, <laughs> and 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 Cliff's like, I need flesh. Um, and bold decision. Now, she is the undead. She is technically a zombie. So I guess this makes sense. But bold decision. She just feeds him a couple of her own fingers. She just says, here. Sticks her fingers in the mouth. You bite these off. A couple fingies. Which, of course, he does. Yeah, it gives him, bites off a Fing couple fingies. Zombie fingies. Ooh, horror-themed restaurant idea. Zombie fingies. <laughs> we actually do have Zombie a, tendies? Ooh. We also, ooh, tendies. We do have that joke on an upcoming can art that Steve created for Dead Arcade, actually. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, it's like Popeye in uh, his spinach, basically, yep. at that point. And then all the smoke <laughs> starts to come up, which, Steve, you're going to have to explain the smoke. Man, I don't know. You're going to have to fess up for the smoke and explain <laughs> the smoke to it me. Was, it was just a fun stylistic thing. Uh, just an idea of like, hey, that's re it's restorative. We can't show yeah. like, you know, he doesn't have any visible injuries to begin with. Yeah, he, so right. we have to show like that he's, you know, coming back to life. And we did it with a fun lighting change and a smoke machine. How are you mad at that? I you would can't have be loved mad to have that. done the. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen the like that da 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 like Popeye situation and. But yes, yeah, uh, there is like I said, it is it's a it's a it's a fun effect and um, Cliff comes back to life. Um opens up the door, confronts Tyler, just gives him a good old, good old belly slug, uh, which was like the ultimate equalizer in like 70s mm -hmm. movies, which I loved. It's just like, if you really want to just do the worst thing you can to somebody, you punch them real hard in the stomach. Punch them in the tummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just give me an old tummy punch. And then 
you think, and I don't know if this is intentional, you can tell me, you, you get this idea that they're out in the front porch and uh, it's it's Angie, it's Cliff, and it's Jeff, and then you've got Tyler and Biff and Boof out on the street, mm-hmm. and they're like, we'll get you next time, Gadget, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and they're like... We don't. He's like, what are you going to do? Kill us or something? He's like, we don't kill people. We just recycle the bodies. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Jeff pulls his guts out, which this is all this scene. We, we completely didn't even mention this is in 3D. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you do get a little bit of a of a fun uh, upfront, uh, you know, pre pre credit sequence where it basically says like when you see this icon, put on your 3D glasses. So there is a 3D element of this, which I want to talk about here in the session. Sure. But did you wear 3D glasses, Brian? You seem like a person who would own 3D glasses and have them I on the ready. I definitely own 3D glasses, but I could not find 3D glasses, so no, I did not put on 3D glasses, unfortunately. Um, but. You know, tell us about the the scene and like what what were the big 3D elements of it? Because we got a 3D smooch. Mm -hmm. We got a 3D gut Mm -hmm. pull. And we got one other 3D, one other significant 3D thing that happened to. I guess it was them standing on the porch kind of thing. Yeah. Probably, huh? So I, and then the, the following sequence has a lot of 3D stuff, too, of like stuff coming yes. at the camera. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Again, like I mentioned, how because the the production time on this is so protracted and we had two semesters because i mean usually what most people when they shoot a short film they try to do it like in a fucking month if you know if not right. less <laughs> you yeah. know but like because you're a student you don't have any money and everybody mm-hmm. has a schedule to keep you're basically re- relegated to shooting on the weekends and then mm-hmm. if you're not shooting you're editing and yeah. so it it, it it was one of these things where um Penn State had like a brand new facility they just built within the past year or two for uh, film students. It was called Innovation Park. Mm-hmm. And like that's where everybody went to rent their equipment or edit and just like, but you had to drive off campus for it. And the one thing we didn't want to do is we didn't want to reveal any of the effects that we were doing for the film because mm-hmm. so many people didn't believe in a horror film because like you're not you're technically not allowed to make a horror film and it's because they don't believe you can do the effects for it. And mm-hmm. we're like, well, fuck that. We're going to do it. <laughs> but yeah. then we're also not going to show anybody anything until the very last minute until we have to. Mm. So we decided yeah. we're going to edit in a secret lab on campus and mm-hmm. we were in this art building and the art building had, uh, it had Adobe after effects on it. And this is like mm-hmm. a complete, just happenstance thing of us deciding to do 3d is uh ryan the the producer and editor on the film he was editing on a computer next to me and i was just playing on a computer just looking at after effects and noticed Mm. that they had a 3d setting Mm. and it gave you it's like it's an obsolete thing now but it gave you the the stereoscopic 3d editing and i was like Mm -hmm. oh you can do a camera a camera b and I was like, hey, check this out. Look, you can do 3D editing. <laughs> you can edit yeah. a 3D film. And he's like, oh, that's fucking crazy. Do you think we should try that? And I was like, I think we should try that. <laughs> so the next thing I had to do was like figure out how to fucking film in 3D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I built a I built a tripod specifically for filming in 3D because you have to measure a specific distance between two cameras. And so mm. we like we rented out two of the same camera 
and mounted them on this special tripod I built just to film mm-hmm. everything. And then had to, then I had to learn After Effects to take everything in. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that was my next question is like, how the hell do you, you know, uh, how the hell do you at that time as well, like, how do you even do that? How do you even shoot for 3D? Yeah. Um, so and so just the the other big hurdle was finding 3D glasses. And mm-hmm. we were we were prepared to buy them. Uh, I think it was going to be like almost 300 bucks for a case of glasses or anything, because like at the at the end of the semester, at, at the end of the year, they mm-hmm. have they have a, a, a student film festival and they rent yeah. out like it's it was I don't know if it's still there. I assume it is. But it was like the biggest theater in the uh, I think it's downtown, but they rent out like the biggest theater in State College. And then like everybody's invited to come down. and It's a free film festival. It like, you know, it's a two tier, you know, they have a balcony and everything. So That's yeah, cool. shitload of people. Yeah. Um, but we would have had to have provided 3D glasses for all of those people. <laughs> so, um, so we had to for something like that. Sorry to interrupt yeah. about like that presentation. Is that ever a time where like I don't know producers and stuff like that would come into the city to kind of see this to see kind of what kind of talents out there? Is that not really a thing for like you know? I, I would say not really, go, not really. No, okay. no. I mean, not for Penn State. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe for another film program, but not for Penn State. Yeah, it was like USC or something, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, there's definitely you know Penn State film alums. I'm sure oh, that yeah. have like mm-hmm. went on to do two big things, stuff like that. But yeah, it's pretty. Penn State. For those of you who are, are not from Pennsylvania, it's the State College in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. <laughs> There's like <laughs> Pennsylvania's got Pittsburgh on one side, Philly on the other side, and then a whole bunch of fucking nothing right in between, except for State mm-hmm. College. Yeah. Um, and Harrisburg. And even then, those are like they're small towns. Yeah, that's about it. Um, <laughs> um yeah. but yeah, so the solve, uh the, the solve for the 3D glasses wound up being we went to a local theater uh that was just kind of like a dollar cinema or whatever. And we're mm-hmm. we're asking them about that, and they had like they had a whole case of glasses left over from lava boy and shark girl yeah they just gave us an entire case of 3d glasses because they're like we can't use the the movies out of it (laughs) that's what i was gonna that's exactly where i would my head would have went as well as i'm like you know so many theaters have boxes of branded Mm -hmm. ones or whatever just sitting in the back they're like what the fuck are we gonna do with these and if there's ever another release they're gonna give us more so like what the fuck are we gonna do with these they've just been sitting there collecting dust so yeah that was Um, our solve for that but we just got really lucky that way yeah and then uh you know interestingly enough they kind of do this whole thing of like no we're just gonna let you guys go and we're just gonna freak you out and the the whole like kind of almost freak out uh you know uh uh you know almost beetle juicy type of <laughs> scene is is jeff just pulling out his own guts mm-hmm. um and like flopping his guts out on, on the ground which i mm-hmm. guess my first question was uh who who did the uh the practical effects for the guts so the i mean i did the practical effects for the guts but also mm-hmm. in that scene uh they weren't practical like mm. uh Oh, really? See, I couldn't tell because I didn't have the 3D glasses on, so you can't really <laughs> see a lot. Like, you just see, they just kind of look blurry on the screen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think, I don't even think that part is in 3D, um, but... I think it was, was no, it? No. Hmm. No, it's the one thing that cut away because because it couldn't be practical. Um, hmm. Like, there's, there's practical elements, but it didn't play right. Hmm. Like, it just, because we... It was originally like a couple nylon stockings 
full of stuff and then it was dyed all red um but it just i don't know it just didn't look right uh mm-hmm. when he yeah. did it so there was another thing of like learning after effects i animated all that with keyframes oh yeah. gotcha Okay. Yeah, that's probably why I was thinking of it as like, because, you know, when you're watching, I mean, for those of you might have seen it before, when you're watching something in 3D and you don't have the glasses on, it has like kind of a blurry, you know, the red, blues, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the red, blue, green, yellows kind of stick out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm probably thinking about the, the animation, but anyway, they, they kind of did this like freak out scene. They all like <laughs> right away, like scared, but then. They also just end up killing Tyler and eating him. <laughs> no, a bear kills Tyler and then they eat him. A bear. <laughs> I thought they heavily. I would say it's heavily suggested that they uh, that they killed Tyler and uh, and and are eating them. And you get this like uh, fairly extended scene in 3D right. of them just munching on Tyler's limbs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it was cute with yeah. um uh, uh Angel's or Angie's uh food. It looked like salad. So she wasn't actually. She was like, but it was like this what some sort of flesh but it looked like a salad and i was like that's a cute little callback yeah it's a salad with a finger in it no okay yeah that's how i kind of figured it was a finger or something but you couldn't really tell like i said with the 3d you couldn't really tell but um yeah and then and and that's that's the flicky here's here's the ultimate uh the ultimate uh the question is what what was your grade what'd you get on it did you pass the class? Oh, yeah. Of course I passed. I mean, yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the degree. Yeah, I, I got guess. the degree, so, so I passed. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I don't remember what the grade was. I think it was at least like a B plus or an A. Yeah. It was it was more about just making like my professors who were so adamant against horror movies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and these were the kind of professors you drank with. So it, it was yeah. just more about mm-hmm. making them admit. That you could do. <laughs> you could do. Say mercy. Say mercy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, like, yeah, Boom. I agree. Like, it's it's really hard to do, like, the tension building and the timing and the, the acting and everything. But it's like mm-hmm. all the effects we did, I think, were like spot on. Like of mm-hmm. anything that I'll defend, I'll always defend our effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what what were some of just out of curiosity what were the some of the other types of movies that you saw in this you know 2007 senior class of films you know I, I like i was racking my brain trying to remember like what the films were i can only remember one vividly because it didn't get finished mm-hmm. uh and like they like that group actually kind of got in trouble but it was like it was meant to be kind of like a play that was uh, a play that was like a retelling of the Bible in a queer way. So Mm -hmm. like it was supposed like they did do like an Adam and Steve, they were doing like skits from the Bible. And so like one of them was like Adam and Steve and like, Mm -hmm. but like I remember that one simply because it didn't get finished. Nobody knows what they were doing. (laughs) Like it didn't come out very well. And yeah. And then there's another film I remember that I don't remember um I don't remember what the film was about, but I just remember that it was filmed on film. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. these were the kids that had like money to <laughs> That was my question is like where where did they have some cash? Did they get a grant or was it just like 
um, you know, because students, it's like when I was, you know, probably around this time too, it was like 2000, you know, five, 2007 around this time when I really started getting into homebrewing and it's like, oh, I made a pale ale. Next thing is a bourbon barrel aged, you know, cacao, <laughs> cocoa nib, <laughs> vanilla, Russian imperial stout. And then it's just fucking God awful. I feel like that's such a, you know, late teens, early twenties, you know, student thing to do is like, let's just, we don't really know what we're doing. So let's do the most difficult thing possible. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There was like grant money that was going around. Um, Like it's mentioned, we had to put it in our credits if we got grant money. Mm -hmm. So like you can see in uh, my in my credits, there's the uh, it's called the Carmen Finestra Film Fund. I saw that. Yeah, I wasn't sure what that was. And like uh, Carmen Finestra was uh, like he's a Penn State alum. And I believe he was either the writer or creator of Home Improvement. Oh no shit. Yeah. So so uh-huh. two Yeah. <laughs> so two of the uh two of the more famous um uh, uh Penn State alums that you would know in Hollywood would be would be Carmen Finestra and Donald P. Belisario. Okay. Uh Belisario is kind of the he's the guy that's behind like JAG and NCIS. Ah, uh, okay. Like, <laughs> So, yeah. But yeah, uh, Carmen Finesher was like a producer on Home Improvement, uh, The Cosby Show, uh, some other, you know, less problematic things. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he we had uh, we submitted scripts uh, and I believe he read the scripts and then like the grant, they kind of they kind of doled out like how much money you got based on your script. Yeah. And like, and you also had to like kind of, not like a business plan, but sort of like a business plan. And he had to tell them how you were going to film it. Mm-hmm. So like we knew from the start, we were always going to do digital because we had these uh, effects built in. Mm-hmm. So we knew we weren't going to get a lot of takes with yeah. the effects. So we couldn't also be worrying about like, did, did we capture the light right? Right. We got to be more worried about like the effects and the actual film. So they knew we were going to film on video. But then, like I was mentioning, there was this other film that was shot all on uh, all on 35. And so like they I think they got like a grant of like almost a thousand Hmm. close to a thousand. Mm -hmm. And I think we got like 400 to do our effects budget. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there there was help for students. (laughs) Well, um, I don't mean to brag. But my undergrad alum, uh, which is Youngstown State University, um, mm-hmm. our our most famous and notable uh, uh, alumnus is uh, Ed O'Neill, who oh. uh, they brought back. I guess came and did a did a talk at like commencement one time and just talk shit on all the like administration. Then they <laughs> banned him. He's never allowed back. Um, <laughs> so Al Bundy himself. Um, so just Tim Allen and Al Bundy. I mean, between the two, those are two of the most problematic <laughs> TV dads maybe of all time. Um, <laughs> Al Bundy's still, Al Bundy's still fine. He didn't like rape anybody. <laughs> well, Tim Allen, wait, did Tim Allen rape somebody? <laughs> oh, well, no, but I mean, Tim Allen is a real person. Isn't good. No, he's not <laughs> right. that cool. And Tim Allen, he, uh, all, I know he went to jail for dealing Coke. Right. Um, <laughs> But uh, Ed O'Neill, yeah. Al Bundy was just more, as a character, slightly problematic. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ed O'Neill as a person is fine. Yeah. Uh, also, just 
just to uh, jump back again. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, nothing against Carmen Finesher, but I'm far more a Belisario fan Mm -hmm. because he also created Quantum Leap and Magnum P.I. Oh, there you go. Quantum Leap, underappreciated show. Mm -hmm. Underappreciated show. All right, guys, that Mm. was um, Steve's senior thesis film ghoul of my dreams from 2007 what a treat uh (laughs) to see into the into the the young mind of steve uh in the early early to mid 2000s um once again, let me remind yins, uh, if you if you haven't already made a note in your phone, write it down on your calendar, tie a string around your fingy, uh, you know, whatever you got to do. Help us vote um, this week. You will see on our Instagram story as well as our Twitter uh, feed for for a little um, a little quizzy situation. Uh, you can select what our showdown topic is going to be for the month of July. Uh, once again, just to remind you, Rage Virus uh, is the first potential topic. Nickelodeon Halloween, number two. And number three, found footage. We're going to give found footage another try. See if see if, see if if I think third time's a charm maybe here for found footage. Who knows? Uh, but again, keep in mind, we got to do something about Steve here. This is becoming a real <laughs> fucking problem. Um, Go get him, guys. Come on, Brian. All right. Do it. All right. Anything else I'm forgetting? I wanted to mention the other beer I drank. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got pretty drunk on this episode because I had to to get through the cringe of this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this other beer I picked up from Magnify Brewing mm-hmm. uh, out of New Jersey. It's called Flavor Aid, and they made an ice cream orange sour uh, with sports drink powder. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they literally put Gatorade powder in it. Yeah, they put Gatorade powder in it. Mm. But honestly, it tastes uh, it tastes exactly like an orange creamsicle. Mm. No. Plus, hmm. it's got the electrolytes plants crave. Right. That's right. Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a lot of fun so when so i guess my question is are there any other steve directed films in the can still that we're going to get an opportunity to watch that are floating around out there no this was the only one that's like out there and available and like i still had some like i still have a file of that Mm -hmm. i could upload to youtube yeah Uh, you know this was it this was you know my way of you know celebrating two years my three wins and meg's goodbye so you know <laughs> it's a, a good way to bring fuckers <laughs> yeah yeah i couldn't i couldn't let meg go without you know subjecting her to like an awful student film yeah it's it's one of the most important things a film watcher can watch yeah it's a bad student film because it really makes you appreciate what other people do mm. Mm. <laughs> Hey, I'll yep. tell you this. I would not have been able to make a film that well in 2007. <laughs> um, we tried to, in college, make like a um, like almost an improvised comedy type of thing that was like. Oh, and I don't know if it was influenced by, but it definitely seemed to be almost like a It's Always Sunny type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when the first season of that came on. And it was the most cringy thing you can possibly imagine. <laughs> and I would almost want to ask my friend Brian if it exists anywhere so I can bring it on because it was, uh, I mean, the cringe level is uh, is Look 1, where you 000. started, Steve. Yeah. 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 Hey, look, it's the other thing is like we spend all this time sitting on our high horse bashing a lot of these shitty films <laughs> you know i i can make myself vulnerable to earn credits <laughs> to come after 
Children of the Corn 2020. Yeah. <laughs> You're punching up. You're punching yeah. up. No matter what. Um, all right, guys. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Join us next week for another motherfucking mini where we talk about a thing that we will decide shortly uh, for the Halloween's Forever crew. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm the only director from Penn State to make a 3D <laughs> horror film. You are. He is. Guys, admit it. Bye. Admit it. You admit it. Admit it.